0: Welcome to the Money Mindful Podcast, where Money Mindset and Life Coach Megan Jean Smith, hey, that's me, teaches you how to transform your relationship to money and achieve your life goals so you can live a glorious, magnificent, delicious, awesome life and love being you. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Money Mindful Podcast. I am your host, Megan Jean Smith. And today I am super excited because I have one of my clients, Dr. D- Joe Braid, on, and she is going to talk to us all about burnout. So you, you might recall a couple of weeks back on the podcast, the first episode back for season five, I shared like what I've been going through and that I think I actually went through burnout. And then because of that and because I have this amazing client who is a specialist in this area I thought oh my gosh I've got to get Joe on to tell us all the things about burnout and also put her on the spot and ask her whether she thinks I had burnout or not. Um, so without further ado let's bring Joe on. Joe,
1: I'm so stoked to have you on the show. Hey Megan so good to be here thanks for inviting me.
0: So let me just tell everyone, first of all, Jo is one of these magnificent, accomplished women with all these letters after her name that I'm not even going to begin to know that what they all mean, but it means she's smart. Okay. So she's a rehabilitation physician and she's a certified burnout coach living in rural New South Wales. And basically, she brings her skill set from that and her lived experiences of burnout recovery to clinicians across Australia. She's got a service-based business, so she provides burnout recovery for individuals, for physicians, and for groups through coaching um, in the workplace and workshops and she also has a weekly podcast. Joe, is it called the Burnout Recovery? Tell me, just you or tell health, me. You've got it. Yeah, yeah Burnout Recovery burnout. Podcast. Yep. Yeah. So, um, because I experienced this, well, what I think was burnout, I just thought this is the perfect opportunity to have Joe on to help us with this because as I've been sharing with friends about my experience, I've been amazed, Joe, that so many women have been experiencing what I've been experiencing or are currently experiencing something that sounds like burnout. And I was like, you know what, man, I've got to get you on. Let's talk about this because this is obviously something that's really relevant to a lot of people. So, I mean, I've just introduced you. Is there anything you want to add like that we need to know about you?
1: Oh, thanks, Megan. Um, Yeah, a great introduction. I am a doctor and maintain my clinical career working as a traumatic brain injury rehabilitation physician. So I'm a doctor based out of Bathurst with that. I live in Orange with my family and I have a growing coaching business with a focus on burnout in healthcare providers. Um, Yeah, love living here, love... um, the opportunities that there are, sort of, in that rural life, which I think you might relate to as well, um, and and sort of to a degree, the time and the space that we do actually have in this kind of setup um, around here, which is intentional, but it's also, I feel, quite possible out here too, Megan.
0: Yes. All right. So, Joe, let's let's lay it on you straight up. Okay. Questions. Hmm. What actually is burnout because is it something that is a diagnosable thing like could you go to the gp and they and they say right you've got I'm diagnosing you with burnout
1: and the short answer is no so burnout is an occupational phenomenon so it's a it's a phenomenon related to the workplace diagnose, or sorry um, defined in 1975 And it's got three main components, emotional exhaustion, cynicism or sort of pessimism, cynicism towards your job and a sense of reduced personal efficacy. So sort of I talk about productivity, people feel less productive. So if you go and see your general practitioner, they usually wouldn't have that clear um, three factors as a diagnostic tool to say yes it looks like you've got this workplace phenomenon and exactly as you were saying megan it it it's not just in the workplace i think maybe the people you've been talking to are showing some you don't have to show all three um parts of burnout but it's sort of related to home as well and we know that burnout is high in people in a caregiving role so that's why It's uh, been defined in teachers, in healthcare workers, um, but also we see it in people who have a caring role, either for younger people or older people. Um, And it's it's in a way, it seems to be more expanded than that 1975 pre-internet, pre-COVID, pre-lots-of-things definition that was, was way back then.
0: Yeah, well that's the thing that really stumped me and I'd love to hear your thoughts about this because can you have burnout through doing something that you love?
1: Mm, yeah, I think that's a great question. Um and you know, would you like to expand on that? I mean, would you like to Yeah. Yeah, to absolutely. Define yeah, a scenario 100%. where somebody might be doing something they
0: love. Yeah. Well, because so we were chatting when I invited Joe to come on the show, we we had an off air conversation about what burnout is. And I remember you going through those three, th- three points. And when you said, you mm-hmm. know, like dissatisfaction with your job and things like that, I was like, well, that's not me. Like I freaking love my job, right? I love what I do. But I still reached a point, and I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, Joe, that I released a couple of weeks ago about burnout. I mean, my mm-hmm. experience with what I, I'm calling burnout, but in mm-hmm. quotation marks, I'm not sure if, if I was in burnout. Um, but my experience was I just felt exhaustion. I did feel a lack of motivation towards my work, um, not because I didn't enjoy it, but because I just felt like I was pushing shit uphill backwards, you know, because I just felt so, yeah, exhausted. And I guess to give you some background information, I'd also had some health issues happen um, with my hormones and iron levels. And so I was kind of actually depleted, like according to the GP, you know, like in terms of my energy and things like that. And so mm-hmm. from a uh, a physical health point of view, I definitely had things going on that the GP was like, oh yeah, like no wonder you're tired. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like oh, um, yeah. that made sense. But then I also had a lot of other stuff going on. So in my personal life, in terms of we were moving house, we'd been in a challenging situation for quite a couple of years where we, you know, I'd sort of felt like, oh, right, I'm I'm at the end of what I'm willing to experience. Sort of in in we were living where we were because of my partner's job circumstances, but it wasn't where it wasn't our forever home or anything. It wasn't where I felt mm. really connected to. Um oh. and that was that sort of wore me down after a while, you know, like sort of mm. being in that constant mind management of just, um, you know, like you're a coach too and we can manage our mind, like we can change our perspective. But at the Mm. same time, it's also like trying to make yourself like a red car when you just, you don't like red and really Mm. you're never going to like red. And you're kind of forcing yourself to like red or be okay with red, right, until you can get a white car. I mean, I don't know. That sounds so like a crazy analogy. I don't know if that's kind of gets the point across, but it wasn't like the place we we're in was this awful. I mean, we met some really nice people and everything, but it just was like, oh, this isn't the right environment for me. I'm not where mm. I want to be. And we were just longing to move. And then in the process of moving and then COVID and then, you know, when COVID hit, we, we were living in a different state, away from all our support networks, and so I think it was just like an accumulation of three years of just like, man, I'm, I'm done, right? Like, like mm. every cell in yeah. my body was just like, whew, we're done. <laughs> that, that's that's it. Oh. And so, and then the health stuff on top of that. So I just found that I I just hit a wall, and as I explained on the podcast. I we mo- we moved and then when we moved I just thought yeah I'm just going to get back into it and that's when I really felt like this huge resistance and just like no I I just can't get back into it like I just it felt so wrong like so misaligned and I would even go to do things and you know one day I knocked myself out on the fridge almost gave my, I, I don't know if I gave myself a concussion but I it gave me a a big shining bump on my head for two weeks. So I and I mm. I was lying down for the afternoon. Like even things like that, like it's just like the universe is telling me slow down, slow down, slow down, rest, yeah. man. Like it's okay. Um and so the only way I can describe that, because I've never experienced anything like that before, is like I think I just burnt out. Like I used up everything, like all the week right? Like the week was totally burnt down. There was no wax left and sure. we, we were out. And so I don't know for sure. I mean, what's your interpretation? Do you think that sounds like burnout?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was going to also um, not embellish, but um, also let you know about like physical, emotional and behavioral signs you might get in burnout too, because there's sort of those three almost clinical De- definitions but if we go through some of the other physical emotional and behavioral signs that you might notice or symptoms that somebody might feel um, it would probably tie in with what you're talking about there and I also like just to hear you talking about um, your gut not your gut not being okay with what was going on and I don't mean a gut health kind of thing but like that visceral feeling of I can try and make myself like a red car but viscerally within your body it's white cars that you really like and there was you know we talk about the head or the mind the heart and the gut and I think you might get that kind of zone that I'm referring to there and something just was not sitting sitting right with you and when we talk about that I often think about things not sitting right in in our gut in our abdominal area so Let me go through some of the other physical signs and symptoms that people might notice as well, because um, this might be more relatable for people than purely just the exhaustion, cynicism and decreased productivity. So you might notice headaches, stomach aches or gut issues, uh, fatigue, um, which which is so common in burnout for sure, frequent illnesses, because it's On a physiological level, um, there can be a phase of running very high cortisol levels. And so when we have a a lot of cortisol in our system, um, it can end up sort of affecting how um, effective our immune system is as well. So, um, you know, that was a tricky period during COVID. Also, people were quite... um, Not only concerned, but um, there were lots of challenges in healthcare. If I just talk about that zone, there's all the PPE, there was the uncertainty, not really knowing what this condition was. There were some incredibly unwell people and, you know, um, a lot of catastrophe across the world. So that cortisol level in certain people would have been high and then they're more vulnerable to get illnesses Um, for a while after that. And then finally changes in appetite. So you can sort of maybe feel more hungry or really lose your appetite and insomnia or lack of sleep and sort of disturbed sleep is, is another one of the physical symptoms. So do you think any of that, if you're happy to share Megan, um, was relatable?
0: 100%. I mean, the fatigue was real. Like I would because I I think I'm actually quite a high-energy person. I'm not sure. I mean, it's weird to try and gauge yourself, right? But, I mean, when I'm on, I feel like I'm on. But then mm-hmm. when I was off, I would really be off and I'd just be like, whoa, I need to just go and, you know, be on my own in a quiet place and just recharge, you know, like blob out, mm-hmm. watch Netflix, eat some popcorn, whatever, just, or sleep, you know, or, um, I mean, since I've been up here going doing things like going to a restorative yoga class, but that sort of stuff wasn't available where, where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the, definitely I can relate to the immune system being run down. Um, but the other thing, when you were talking, I, I, I caught something, I should have written it down. Cause now I've just lost that thought, but, um, Oh, that's right. One of the things I was thinking of though that what you were describing is um like menopause as well, Joe. I mean, I'm not in menopause. I'm still a bit young mm-hmm. for that, but I'm get I'm getting close, right? And sure. I'm around a lot of women who are in that age group, like around mm-hmm. in the 40s, 50s, and a-, a lot of women have talked to me too about their energy levels decreasing. And mm. I mean, it's almost like this whole mix bag, right? Like, you know, there was emotional stuff for me going on. There's like my energy levels are also. I'm noticing I don't have the same kind of energy levels that I used to have. You know, I can't go Mm. out and stay out late and get up the next day and be like, yeah, let's go. I'm just like, whoa. (laughs) Hang on, what? We stayed up after 10 p.m. What's happening? My world (laughs) is going crashing down. (laughs) Mm. Um, So, I mean, that's something else that i just want to throw in the mix i mean i know that's not your expertise but do you find that there's there's interlinks like these are things that they sort of all join together and then you know it's like a cocktail for
1: i mean a recipe for that's leading to yeah burnout yeah i think the menopause thing is is also important to consider so our estrogen levels are dropping as we enter towards menopause um I don't, I don't cross the path between being a doctor and being a coach. So I wouldn't be looking at my clients in coaching to see if, if yeah. there is change in their estrogen. But I guess we know that phase of life that's going to be happening. And um, yeah, that, that could certainly be tying in with the energy levels. But I don't know that that's sort of causative for a burnout situation happening there. There's just other factors that are Contributing to how much energy you might have at that stage, um, yeah. I'll, 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 I think I'll leave it there for sort of the um, physiological changes there. But if I go into the emotional symptoms, you might um, identify with some of these as well. And this is certainly what we would talk about in a coaching scenario as well. So feelings of helplessness, the cynicism I talked about, um, self doubt, or You know, I see burnout in type A personality, women, very high achieving women who do amazing things in their careers. And then there's this sort of sense of failure. I'm not getting to complete what I used to complete, and it's not quite as satisfying as it used to be. And then (laughs) feeling detached or alone in the world. I mean, you referenced that a bit, sort of this wasn't quite your hood that you really wanted to be hanging out in. It didn't have some of those... um, extra activities that really fill your cup that you've clearly found now and then certainly the loss of motivation which was one of the first things you talked about so yeah I think there's a a handful there hey
0: (laughs) I think you just described me to a T I'm just like yeah I mean that was something that I just found so frustrating like I had just such high expectations of myself Joe, like to get things done right? Like, Hey, come on, let's go. We've got the list. Like let's
1: do this. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And I would sit down to do things. And some days I'll just be like, I've got nothing. Like my brain would just sort of go all foggy and then I'd go lie down. And then I'd kind of give myself a hard time for lying down and just being like, what's wrong with you? Like, come on, like we can do this, you know? and that is very disconcerting like when you're used to being able to do so much and sure. create so much right and then not to mention like that's just my job outside of that i've got two young kids right like sure. a life <laughs> i mean so it's yeah. not just that and so i that was definitely um what's the word i'm looking for like a real yeah downer i mean just having expectations of what I thought I was going to get through in a day. And then, you know, maybe mm-hmm. let's just say that was 10 things and I would get two things done and then just be like, oh, what is happening? You know? And so I can hundred percent relate to the emotional stuff that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But what, I mean, I don't, maybe where you're, you're leading me in this direction anyway, with what you're saying, and uh, I don't want to get you too off track, but how how do you identify though like I didn't really I knew that I was unwell in terms of physically unwell because I was getting um really exhausted um like I'll just I mean I'll just share as well like I was getting really heavy periods like every two weeks and literally Mm. just bleeding to death and that was another Mm. reason why I was like super super tired And I mean, I've got all that sorted out now, but when, when I was in, when that was going on, that was just like every two weeks I was out, you know, like just I'm down for the count again. And so I'd, I'd have to do things in really short bursts, but I wasn't really making outside of those physical symptoms. I wasn't Hmm. really making connections that I think I was emotionally like burnt out as well yeah right so like how do you how do you see that like what do you look for you know for somebody listening right like I've just feel like I've been through it but but if somebody's listening to this you know what can they look out for if they're thinking geez this I think this is me like
1: Mm. yeah what I think I think it's a really often a really insidious onset of burnout so it's not night and day, it is months or years that it creeps up upon us and um, I don't think it's often a very quick onset for people um, and my experience personally was also sort of a slower onset of of a job that I loved and I created and I was having a great time and then like you alluded to, it was like the the flame had gone out And I just wasn't sure why or what I could do to light that again. But it just wasn't feeling sort of glowing or a light. So I would say say it's often the people around you that notice something's different in you um, before you might even notice there's something different yourself. And I have clients say that, like, my partner's concerned. My kids can see there's something different in me. So it it's just this really invisible um you, you might not see it in yourself there's this um inner sort of effortful person so there's the type a personality who's very much I'm a fixer I can sort things out don't worry I'll just dig my hole a little bit deeper and work a bit harder and that is the attitude that people take until there's just no more energy to to use that approach so because of the kind of person it it often affects, the perfectionists, the people-pleasers, people who can be procrastinators as well, really high standards for themselves, they'll stay very often very isolated and doing their own work to try and dig themselves out of this hole, whereas the first step for burnout recovery is asking for help.
0: Oh, boom.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could. <laughs> See how that can Hope be. I just I didn't bring that too early, but really that's <laughs> where it all changes. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I feel like you're just describing me to a T, Joe. Like really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and uh, I'm just so glad we're doing this episode because I just know this is gonna help so many people. So I mean, let's let's talk about because. So what I did and I explained, I won't, I'll just explain it very briefly because I talked about it a lot on the podcast episode I released a few weeks ago called Radical Self-Love Rebirth. Uh, if And if you haven't listened to that, just go back and, and, and listen to that one. But basically, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in an incredibly privileged position, right? I'm not at the start of my career in terms of, you know, I've got savings, I'm, in my business, I've been very prudent with putting money aside in my business to be able to buffer me in situations where, you know, I, I might not work or in a, a scenario like that. I also have a partner who works mm-hmm. and, you know, I was able to, I mean, and let me just say, I didn't take two months off in completely like I was still coaching my clients like I've been coaching you Joe, these last couple yeah, of months right cool. um but outside of my one-to-one coaching responsibilities I pretty much shut down everything else that I was doing in my business so I wasn't producing podcasts I wasn't doing social media I mean I'd get on occasionally in stories but um a lot of my social media that some people are like hang on what you're on there every day but I batch stuff and I schedule things Mm. and it goes out way in advance. So, um, and I repurpose things. I've openly shared that, that I um, reuse things. So that was all just ticking Mm. over and going over. But apart from seeing my one-on-one clients, that was it. And so I had a lot more space because a lot of the things that I would normally do on a day-to-day basis, like recording podcast episodes, writing content, doing social media, Mm -hmm. writing emails, like all of that, I just completely stopped. And I just flooded myself with nourishing, beautiful Activities that just lit up my soul. Like I started horse riding. I started going to yoga. We lived just down the road from the beach. I was going for beach walks every day, getting lots of time on my own. Even though I think I'm just, you describe me as an extrovert, I recharge by being alone. And I really mm. like alone time and a lot of alone time. And so I got a lot of that as well. And I just never set my alarm and would just wake up when I wake up. And Mm. if I felt tired, I'd go to bed early or if in the beginning when we first moved up and when I started getting back into work in the afternoons, if I kind of hit a wall, I'd just go, okay, that's it. I finished coaching my clients, that's it. I'd just go and have a nap or, you know, I just that's why I didn't bring the podcast out for so long because I kept going to and then I was like, oh, I just don't quite have the energy yet for this, you know. But not everyone can do that, right? Like not everyone's in a situation where they can just go, oh, I'm just going to reduce like my work responsibilities by more than half, you know, or I'm just, you know, only going to work a couple of days a week for a few months. You know, I I mean, a lot of my listeners are women who have their own businesses, but I do have a lot of people that I support um, and who also listen to this show that, work for other people and that's not available to them. So what yeah. can you do to help recover from burnout if you can't just take 2 months off and prance around horse riding like what? <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to like
1: yeah um, yeah look I I think you you've got um like so much self-awareness there and the space that you can factor into your usual schedule there and You know, people often think surely quitting is the answer or surely taking a few months off here is the answer to getting over the exhaustion, which in healthcare workers is the predominant part of burnout, absolutely, and I think it's very similar in um, women who are caregivers as well. But um, I don't don't think that just taking the rest is enough to change how you're going to show up in work again, or how you change showing up in your earning capacity, whatever that is for you, whether that's a a, a business that you run or as an employee. Right. So
0: I'm, I'm all ears right now because I'm like, okay, this is where I'm at. Yeah. I've been resting. Yeah. So <laughs> sure.
1: well, let, Let's talk about just some of the potential causative factors for burnout as well. We've talked about how it might show up and what you might see, what you might see in somebody else or see in yourself. Um, let's let's find out the three main areas I talk about, work-related, lifestyle-related, and personality traits. And I've alluded to some of them already. But if you look at the work-related scenario, sort of having little or no control over your work, so you do have control over your work. Um, but, yeah, well, let's think about that for the wider audience. Um, lack of recognition in what you do. An overly demanding sort of job expectation and then if it's monotonous or unchallenging sort of um that can be just like boring and um it doesn't really float your boat it's it's not challenging the high achiever or on the flip side a very chaotic or high pressure environment and um that can be certainly the hospital system. Data from 2021 from the Mayo Clinic showed um, at least 63% of physicians showed one part of the three parts of burnout. So that was data pre sort of pre-COVID. So those were some of the work-related factors, mm, yeah. the lifestyle-related, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I work with some clients who are in corporate and they have very mm. sort of high-stakes, high-responsibility jobs and um she's actually going through a stage at the moment where she feels exhausted and I'm like oh I wonder if she's experiencing burnout I mean I don't do that with her in the coaching situation because I'm not a doctor or anything but but mm. one of the things she's doing is negotiating to take time off and whenever she goes to sort of schedule it in it's like oh no we need you then like we're doing this you know big thing that they're doing in the company or we, oh no we can't you can't take it then and so i can mm. i can see a clear example of that how um when you don't have any, have choice over yes what you're doing
1: yeah 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 little control over that yeah for sure and i think um the sense of recognition as well so i do group emergency department coaching and um that's something that's certainly come up in in the teams that i've coached there as well sort of when they are all in the Uh, not in the slammer, but just they're all busy. It's like busy as more and more patients are presenting to ED than usual, but staffing numbers haven't gone up and they're all doing resources and doing all the important things that you have, all the necessary things that you have to do in ED, but that time for recognition and that sort of teamwork and um, that sort of emotional awareness, emotional support within the team is really important for the individual person there. So I'd say that's some of the workplace related factors there. So shall I, I p- move on to life lifestyle related or did you, did yes. you have another question? No, please. That? Okay. So lifestyle related sort of working too much. So working those hours which again might be in your control or they might not be out of your in your control. And then what do the other hours look like? Are they socializing? If you like that kind of thing, or are they relaxing? Are you getting enough of that sort of balance outside of the work? How are your supportive relationships? So a lack of close and supportive relationships, that isolation that can come up there. Um, too many responsibilities without enough help. Now, you know, COVID, the pandemic, homeschooling, it definitely landed on generally on the women a lot more than um, men And so the women were trying to work from home and homeschool and sort of keep everybody fed and watered. And it was pretty chaotic, right? And then sleep, you know, that is lifestyle related as well. What does your sleep schedule look like? Um, People in burnout can be using substances to cope. So that can be a whole range from Netflix to alcohol to other kinds of substances as well that then can be impacting, A, on how easily you fall asleep and what that quality of sleep is like. And I've had clients sort of wake up at 3 a.m. feeling panicked, feeling agitated about the day ahead, and we use some strategies there to get comfortable processing emotions so that they know what to do in that time to, to uh, be able to get back to sleep rather than stay awake till their alarm might go off at 5 or so. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, we'll just cover off personality traits. I've talked about these a little bit before already, but that perfectionist tendencies. So that might be something that you've had from childhood and that is sort of within you. And I think it's just like, oh yeah, that's the that's one of my strong traits and I can either try and satisfy that or um, I was at an amazing in- International Women's Day thing this week, just will recognize that we are all imperfect, humans or imperfectly perfect humans. You know, we are all imperfect in our own ways with whatever is going on in the present or has gone on in the background. So I think working through acknowledging, being aware of what your brain, so your brain is crafting this sort of imagery of how everything's meant to look and the reality doesn't look the same. And it's that contrast of What you imagined it looked like and what it ends up looking like can contribute to that sense of self-doubt or failure, lack of satisfaction. Um, Having a pessimistic view of yourself and the world, um, needing to be in control as a personality trait and certainly high achieving in nature, which I've alluded to before. So that was just going through work-related, lifestyle-related and personality traits that can contribute to the situation of burnout in an individual
0: I'm just, I can just relate to this so hard, Um, Joe. But I will say, I recorded an episode recently where I forgot to switch the microphone on. And for the first time in the whole five seasons of doing this show, I was like, I mean, I have made mistakes before, but I've redone it. Right. But this time I was like, that's going out. And it felt like this big rites of passage thing like, you know what? I don't have to have perfect audio every single time I release a podcast. And if I release one episode out of 155 or however many it was at that time that doesn't have perfect audio, I think it's okay. And I'm sort of talking a bit funny. You might notice a tone in my voice, but it was like, it's huge for me to release that without re-recording it like that felt like whoa who am I right like Mm -hmm. this is going out into the world forever and it's not perfect (sighs) do I need a paper bag to breathe into no it's okay right (laughs) like really just like it's okay and I mean in some respects I think if I hadn't have been so just loving myself up so much recently and really creating that space, like holding the space for myself um, to just meet myself where I'm at and meet my needs, I don't think I mm-hmm. could have done that. I, like I wouldn't have been able to release that podcast last year. Let's just say that because I would have been yeah. like, no way. That's got to be re-recorded. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way I'm putting a podcast out where the audio wasn't high quality. So, yeah. I mean <laughs> – I just, I'm smiling. I mean, yeah. th- for those of you listening, where Joe's talking, and I'm just nodding my head like the whole time, like yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're describing <laughs> me, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. is there like, so what's the balance then between? Because this is all right. So this is an interesting thing. I'm. I want to mm. know what your perspective is on this because when i go for goals and when my clients go for goals like sometimes it's like all right let's go right like it's really like we're in we're going for it and but that is coming from a place of the the client has energy they have motivation and they want to do it it's not forced or fake or it's like we're in right and i have certainly been in times in my life when that has been where I'm at and I've loved it you know like when I was doing coach certification for instance some of my calls at the start were at 10 o'clock at night or like I'd get up at 5 a.m in the morning for a call or you know or Mm -hmm. I'd do things after my kids had gone to bed and stay up late and I was really pushing the envelope you know like burning the candle at both ends but I was thriving off it like I was absolutely loving it and now the thought of Behaving like I was behaving back now, back then, now to do that kind of thing now, I'm like, oh my god, no way, like zero, no, 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 no. Like I would see clients at all sorts of times, like at nighttime and late at night and early in the morning, and and now I'm just like, no, like I don't see clients in the evening anymore because I'm, yeah, you know, I'm just like, no, that's time for me to rest. Like totally different vibe. But anyway to cut a long story short, to wrap up this question, Joe, the question Mm. is how do you balance that though? Like the balance of going all in for your big juicy goals, but then also resting, like giving yourself what you need. I'm just curious to hear from your experience of working from with people, you know, who have such high level jobs and responsibilities and how do we do that? Like what examples have you seen in from your yeah. experience? Yeah.
1: So I guess you you're going to meet the, the person where they're at and where you were a handful of years ago when you were doing your coach certification was a high energy vibe, you weren't in burnout, you were like ready for more, you were hungry for more, you had a lot of energy there. And it sounds like it was enough rest that you were having in the in-between. What I'd say with when I work with somebody who most likely is in burnout, I do do um, a screening tool that I can share with your uh, audience, um, we do, and these are high-achieving people that are really used to achieving goals, but we break things right down. So we can either use the reverse engineering sort of style of, well, where do you want to be or what do you want to have different and work backwards from there, or what, like, I love Tiny Habits. I love Atomic Habits by James Clear. What are just some small things that we can start doing on the daily so you start getting some wins, you get some runs on the board? Because these people have often had those in the past, but there's not been much going really well for the last few months or a year. So quite often what I like to do is... Um, grow their emotional awareness. The people I work with often haven't had any coaching before at all. So let's just look at and monitor one emotion every day. So that might be fatigue. It might be, um, I mean, it could be how happy you feel. It could be how satisfied you feel. The client chooses one and they do their own subjective scale of zero to 10. And every day they just spend a little bit of time to mark off On that scale where they're at and then in a way after a week they've got data after four weeks they've got data and meanwhile we're implementing coaching tools and regular coaching sessions so i feel that that is it's not a big hairy goal but it maybe meets them where they're at at that start and it really acknowledges what is uh, often in their face so looking at that negative emotion megan Um, is okay. We can look at that one and see how that changes over time with introducing um, some of the tools that I do in in my coaching work. So yeah, that's just breaking it down, keeping it small for people.
0: Mm. Yeah. uh, Well, I'm just thinking, my gosh, just thank goodness for coaching because I mean, I know that if someone said that to me, like just break it down or just do a small bit, and I wasn't a coach or didn't have access to other people to help me manage my mind or whatever, I'd be like, mm. Uh, mm, sorry, no. <laughs> like yeah. we're just, you know, like we're not doing a tiny bit. Like this has got to be done This is, and this is how much needs to be done. I'm holding my hands out um, for yeah. those of you listening at home, sort of wide, and if you're trying to tell me that I can only do like this small thing, yeah, that feels really challenging. Yeah, so um, I can see
1: how mm, that. Oh, I was going to say checking how you feel after you've done that small bit because this is this emotional awareness again. It's like, oh, there's a win. How do you feel with that? And hopefully they do feel different. They're not cynical. They don't feel unproductive. They might still have a, a feature of exhaustion going on there, but we're starting to get some change about what they're doing. Hmm. Mm,
0: Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Like actually checking in after you've done it. How do you feel now that you've done that? Yes, I can Hmm. see how that would help. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Um okay. Well, what else do we need to know? Is there anything we haven't covered about burnout that
1: you're you're burning to tell my audience? Yeah, sure. So So, so look, there is a burnout assessment tool. I have that available on my website. People can um download the access to that it's 12 work 12 work related questions and the score will indicate your risk of burnout no risk at risk or at very high risk and it's from research developed in 2019 in Belgium so people are welcome to have a look at that Um, and that's the sort of thing you could look at quarterly or monthly and just see how you're going with that it is particular to you you'll I think um it's not a diagnosis you're going to get from your doctor so this is probably more questions than um somebody in healthcare or therapy might ask you about burnout um, and I then definitely want to
0: yeah, i definitely want to go and try and do that survey yeah, sure yeah, for sure and i mean do you, do you recommend any books like a resource like if somebody's into reading if that's their thing mm, like to give them yeah. some insight do you have do you have well, any resources that you recommend yeah,
1: absolutely so um by an australian psychiatrist dr gordon parker he's written a book on burnout and then the two nagoski sisters who are just amazing they've written a book on burnout as well so um you've got sort of more of a research slant um by dr parker and then the the nagoski sisters are also research-based, but they have some nice little story that they put in um, through the flow of the book there and some great descriptors of sort of the tunnel of emotions and working through that tunnel of emotion to get through to the other side. So those would be two books I'd highly recommend. And I'm in the process of getting myself published, but that's, um, that's coming up before too long.
0: Well, let's talk about ethics. that. Don't just don't just sort of go. Oh yes, I'm, I've got something, and then keep us in the dark. Come on, share, right.
1: share. So I am. Um, I've already done a small booklet called the A to Z of Burnout Recovery, and I'm fleshing that out to be a workbook. So it's going to have um, thought prompts. It's going to have space to journal, and it's going to still have the wonderful A to Z that I've already created of lots of different. Um, things you might notice either in burnout or tools that you can use to help yourself get out of burnout. So stay tuned.
0: I'm tuned. I I want it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Me.
0: Actually, do you know what? that just occurred Ooh. to me from what you were saying, like doing small things. I didn't even think of this until now, but one of the things that I did when I was at my worst, like last year when I was like, oh, man, is I committed to drinking 1 liter of water a day and I committed to taking vitamins because I like I had mm-hmm. to take iron tablets and um but I was also taking like some other um just vitamin C and stuff like that just to get my I think my system was a bit depleted um, oh. but then I just decided I made a commitment that I was going to keep taking them uh even when i didn't feel unwell right cuz uh-huh, normally yeah. normally i only ever take i'm not really a vitamin taker um i just eat an apple or whatever right like but but obviously my body did get depleted my iron levels were low mm. and so i was like okay well i mean i don't take iron every day now but you know like i just was like okay well i'm going to commit to regularly taking vitamins when I'm not Mm. sick and not wait until I'm sick to take them and then also drink a liter of water a day and Mm. I'm going to get to bed before 10 every night and make sure that I just sleep until I need to wake up, right? So if I've got some, because I like to get up early and do things, but I was like, if I don't wake up early, I'm just going to let myself sleep until I wake Mm. up. And those three things actually have made a massive difference and i will report that i have slacked off on the vitamin side of things cuz i've been mm-hmm. feeling much better but i'm still sticking to the 1 liter i mean i drink more than yep. 1 liter most days sure, but it's just but that's my that's minimum you know, baseline like i'm like no right. i'm just committed to at least you know doing that and that has made a difference so i think that you you've made a good point there and i do feel good when i look at my water bottle cuz i bought a nice little attractive 1 liter water bottle from target yeah. that sits on my kitchen nice. bench um and when i see that that's empty at the end of the day and i'm filling my water up from the tap because i've already mm. drunk all the water in my water bottle i do feel good yeah. so mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that yeah. is actually
0: a perfect example of yeah. what you just
1: said yeah and then that i mean that reinforces the next day of like looking at your water bottle and you're like yeah, I know why I'm doing this. I mean, hopefully you feel good on the way and there's that self-love and that self-compassion as you go on your way through drinking the litre plus during the day and you don't have to wait till you finish the litre to feel good. But yeah, reinforcing that on the daily.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, well just before and we're just going to we're going to wrap up, Joe, I think, because we don't want this to go too long. Yeah, but I am going to ask you a cheeky question about working with me because mm-hmm. you're my client and I just thought sure. do you want to do you want to share like a little bit about what's that like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, um I really really enjoyed it, Megan. I think we're in our fourth or fifth month working together now. Um I have I felt like I could bring anything to coaching with you. I certainly started off with more of a money mindset slant I think at the beginning of our sessions together, but it has expanded to be a whole lot more than that and um that's just felt great. So so um available for anything that I need to bring up or i want to bring up with my coaching session and i can see how it's all stacking on top of each other and in growth and where i am now so we're doing this call mid-march compared to like even how i think i speak and the pace of my speech and all of that compared to when we started maybe in november something like that um Lots is lots has been a part of that, but certainly coaching with you every week for an hour for forty-five minutes has been a really big part of that, Megan. So thank you. I I really appreciate. Um, I don't know the the openness you bring as a coach in our in our sessions that we've had together.
0: Ah, uh, thank you for saying that, and I really. I'm glad that you mentioned that because so many people come to work with me first. Like, I've got, you know, I want to increase my income in my business or something like that. Right. But then that is always ends up being just the smallest part of the coaching. It's like, yep, this is great. But there's this whole vividness to your life, like so many aspects that, and really at the end of the day, so much about creating these money goals or money and life goals. I always say money and life because I'm like, how can you create mm. a money goal in isolation, right? Like it's just, sure. it's so much yeah. part of your life. But but then it's really about who you're becoming, right? The person that you are and that just fills up the space, right? In your whole life, like who you yes. are and how you show up and how you want to be and how you want to dress, Right when you yeah. go and do a a, a talk at sure, um, <laughs> and so I'm I'm grateful that that came up that perspective came up that yeah people can hear that because it is just so much more than just creating an amount of money right like yeah. the amount of money is just the cherry on top like okay great yes. we yeah. but. But who did, what was all the actions and all the amazing things that we did, like, working towards Mm. that goal? That's the stuff that I think is really, like, the real richness, the real juice, you know, like. Yes.
1: Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and thanks, Megan. It's been fantastic.
0: All right, so lay it on us. We want to know everything about you. How can we find you? You're an amazing resource. I mean, Joe does Generally, you work with physicians, right? But you, are you? Do you work
1: with people who aren't physicians? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, okay. I just had a new client sign up who's not a physician, and she's she's great. She's ready to go, and we're we're getting well underway there. So yeah, I'm. I hang out at drjoebraid b r a i d That's my website, and on there you can find a link to the burnout assessment tool. So, um go for that I put out a weekly newsletter and I now put out a weekly podcast and we're close to if not at um, episode 20 already so um I share yeah lots of lots of different things about burnout and bring a handful of guests onto my podcast as well and I offer 12 weeks of one-on-one 45 minute session. Coaching where people can move from that exhaustion, that cynicism, that decreased enthusiasm about life and work and really not feeling as productive as they used to be to um, pushing over their perfectionist tendencies, um, stopping the procrastination and getting it done and really growing their emotional awareness and having that as a tool that can be with them for evermore. Um, and I love working with my clients. They get, they do get relief really from burnout um, from the main features within about four weeks of working with me. So, really, really great to, yeah, to to be able to help people in this area that hasn't necessarily got a well publicized way of um, getting out of the cycle of burnout at this stage.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. And Joe, four weeks. I didn't realize that. That's incredible. And I know that there's a lot of teachers, a lot of doctors in my in field of reach. Yeah. So I really hope that um you guys go and check Joe out because far out, like, yeah. I mean, having personally just experienced feeling mm. like I've been through burnout that to have support someone to go to and help you manage that yeah priceless so go check joe out have and any links i'll make sure they're in the show notes so don't worry if you're driving just scroll down and i'll make sure joe's website and everything's there so you can find her i'm definitely going to go and do that burnout survey because i'm just curious as anything now like if anything just i want to check it out um and if you have, oh well, I should just say first before I just roll into that, Joe. Thank you,
1: thank you for coming on. This has been so valuable. Thank you, Megan. It's been great to be here, and thanks for letting me share what I'm passionate about and and talk through all the things today. Thank you. Ah, you're
0: so welcome. So. If you have really loved what you've been listening to to today, an amazing way to say thanks is to tell someone about the podcast. Tell someone about this podcast. Just share it. And if you feel like you want to just go one step further and give us a good rating on wherever you listen, if you listen on iTunes, that's always good. That would be so appreciative. So until I get in your ears next week, have an amazing week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful Podcast. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. Ready to take the next steps? Creating your money and life goals can be super challenging if you don't have a process to follow. Get my free course that will help you get unstuck, clarify your goals and get you going. For more info, go to meganjsmith.au.